The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Your home will be protected. Your family will be protected. Lift up your hands unto heaven. Let there be invasion of your presence. Keeping us, keeping all that is ours. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. amen. While still standing, open to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Hopefully I'll be able to take you through some of the things he took me through because it's very, very important. One of the things the Lord spoke to me is that you will need a robust faith. Somebody say robust. You will need a robust faith as far as protection is concerned. What God has made available in his grace will not just happen. There is a positioning for, there is a posture, there is a positioning that helps you to receive what God has made available. Psalm 91, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of what the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the, can you say, I, I. dwell. I can hear you say hi. hi. Dwell. Yeah. To dwell means to sit. One of the meanings of the Hebrew word translated dwell is he that sits. So we sit there. We are located there. We are established there. Can somebody shout, I am established in the sacred place of the most high. Then he says, I, I abide. To abide means to permanently reside under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, the amazing thing in Psalm 91 verse 1 is that you have two significant names of God covered. The most slide there is from the Hebrew word El Elyon. While Almighty is El Shaddai. Now, let's declare, say, I sit in the sacred place of El Elyon and I permanently stay under the shadow of El Shaddai. Can you celebrate God if that is real to you? <laughs> so regardless of what the enemy throws at you, you will be fine. Why? You sit. Somebody say, I am seated. Man, Kataya, I feel like running over that. I am seated. I said, I am seated. You know, on Wednesday, we had, we had a little experience. But guess what? He ensured we were protected. Now, move further than verse 2. He said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. Am I what? fortress. Now listen it's so essential to see God as your primary source of protection in this season. He is my refuge. Can we say I will say. And that's another important part. You have to say it. The saying of it is what activates it. There's no such thing as faith without saying. Even in Genesis chapter 1 when God was going to, you know, fix the darkness upon the face of the deep. What did he do? He said, I will say of the Lord. Verse 3. He said, surely. Somebody shout, surely. surely. In other words, your deliverance is guaranteed. Hey, somebody rejoice over that. Surely he shall deliver you. Now declare it over your neighbor. Say, surely. surely. He delivers you. From the fowl, from the snare of the fowler, and from the perilous pestilence. Verse 4 says, look at verse 4. He says, He shall cover you with his feathers. Hey, 
and under his wings you will take refuge. He said, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. Look at verse 5. He says, you shall not be afraid. Now, prophesy to over three, at least three people around you say, you will not be afraid. Three people at least. Now, look at the categories, four different categories. He said he talks about the terrors at night. He talks about the arrow that flies by the day. He talks about the, the person that walks in darkness. And he talks about the destruction that strikes at what? Noonday. Don't you anybody say, I declare over you. In this season, you are covered and protected through the day, through the night going out coming in all the time come on if you believe that come on scream God said robust faith you need a robust faith you need to be established in it look at verse 5 verse 6 7 right there it says a thousand shall or may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand I mean but it shall not come there. Now, looking, I'm not sure if you knew about what happened in Turkey two weeks ago. The last count was over 10,000, it's over 20,000. Even 9 11, it's just 3,000. There was a footballer, a case of a footballer who just scored an outstanding goal the previous day. Christian Atsu, they found his body yesterday morning. Very sad. A Ghanaian. Say a thousand may fall at your side. And ten thousand at your... Now listen. Earthquake. <laughs> you know, everything happens in the split of a second. Over 20 years ago, when I was still living, we were living in the Bay Area of California, something happened. This should probably be 20 to 2000 or 2001. I'm not quite sure. In fact, that was not a full-blown earthquake. It was a junior brother of earthquake. Within 30 seconds, I just saw the sitting room where I was standing at that time. Went this way. I'm like, I don't know. I said, did you see that? He said, was, I felt the shake. Until we turned on the TV and we saw damages all over San Francisco. So within a fraction of a second, it happens. It says a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand. I declare every evil assigned by the enemy in this season, you will miss it. Whether it's in the air, it's in the sea, is on the land. I say you and your household will miss it. He said you will, they will fall. Thousands. Four thousand on your side, ten thousand at your right hand. But guess what? He shall not, oh Makata. Don't you love that phrase? It says he shall not come. Come on, can you scream and say he shall not come? Near me. It's important. Pay attention. I've been reading Psalm 91 every day since the beginning of this year. Every day. I meditate on it. I confess it. In fact, those of you, if you are very, very observant, you realize your confession for February. Most part of it was built around what? Psalm 91. And it's an instruction. If possible, before you dismiss your family in the morning, read it over yourself. Are you listening to me? Because God told me specifically, he said, you are in a season of what? Syria attacks. Finances will be attacked, attacks. Marriages will be attacked. Bodies will be attacked. Because the enemy is scared. He's afraid. This time is short. So he wants to take out as many people as possible. He's like a, a dog. A stray dog. Now, let's go further down. Let's go further down. I hope I'm not boring you this morning. He says, only with your eyes you shall look. And see the reward of the wicked. So just because you are seeing it does not mean you participate in it. Somebody say, I can see it, but I will not participate. And please, can I beg you, don't be foolish to empathize to the extent of identifying with evil. 
You know, whenever evil breaks out like that, you begin to hear statement like, ah, oh, you could have been me, oh. Don't you know me say, it can never be me. Tell at least three people, he say, it can never be me. Shout it again, say, it can never be me. It can never be me. Ah, ah, you could have been me, oh. Ah, no, it can never be me. That is a dangerous empathy. No, it can never be me. Unfortunately, some people were taken out, but he can't. I can't die like a chicken now. I don't know if you still remember the chicken story. Christmas chicken. 24th is still running around the compound as if it's part of the family. Then you come back from church on Sunday morning. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. When I was young, we used to fight over who is delegated to kill the chicken. The same chicken you fed the previous day. I will never forget some things. A couple of years ago, I was watching a Christian television station in the U.S. And I saw this man of God. He's a man of God, though. And he said, every morning, before I leave my house, I help my kids. I kiss them on the cheeks. And I kiss them passionately. And my wife. Because who knows, it might be the last time. I said, ha ha. I looked at the man. I said, you are not that old now. Why the Bible says with long life will he satisfy you? Why, why do you want to make your wife a widow? Like that. My wife said, yeah, that, that is wickedness. You know, I was not surprised when the man passed later on. So I prepared myself. I kissed them passionately. Because it might be the last time. Which last time? He said, with long life, will he satisfy you? Are you satisfied in your 40s? On your early 50s? No way. Somebody say, I can see evil. But I can't participate in it. Move to verse 9. He said, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge. Hey! Cha-cha! Even the most high, El Elyon, your dwelling place, re-emphasized. That's, I dwell with El Elyon. He said, because of that, I'm not, he said, no evil. Can you spell it out? Say, no evil. No evil. Say it again. Say, no evil. no evil. Evil at home, evil at work, evil in my body. Even on the street, even in the air, even anywhere. Somebody shout, no evil. Say, no evil shall befall you. Need nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Zakataya. He shall give his angels charge over you. They keep you in all your ways. Hey, in their hands they shall be you up lest you dash your foot against a what a stone can you tread i'm not you know how to tread can you come on tread for me say i tread upon the lion and the cobra the young lion and the serpent i trap on that foot he said, because he has set his love. You know, I checked, this, I checked up this phrase in Hebrew. What does it mean to set your love on him? It simply means to cling. Which is a function of trust. Hey. Because he trusts in me. He said, therefore I will deliver him. Are you kidding? You know, when somebody say, I love that person with my whole body, do you know what it means? I trust him. I can entrust my life in his hand. Lift up your right hand and shout, I am delivered throughout 2023 and beyond. He said, I will deliver him. It does not, it does not matter what is going on, it will be delivered. He says, I will set him on high because he has not what know my name I'm set on high 
Say, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. And do what? Honor him. Verse 16 says, with long... Can you say it the right way? He said, with long life, I will. So, God is saying, I'm committed to your long life. So, how God, can God say, I will satisfy you with long life? And you are saying, ah, oh Lord, you're day, anytime. What kind of useless... You know, a lot of us, we have weakened our faith with tradition. Words that are not scriptural. Say, ah, oh Lord, you're day. Time, which time? There's the devil that comes to steal, to kill. Don't you say, oh Lord, you're a baby. It means I'm not dying anytime soon. Come on, come on, say with your mouth. Say, go, go. Go more joy, Danny. The ten year old people say, Boy, die. Say, Ah, who's a party? Who's a party? Who's a party? Shen, yeah. She will look party. Shet your tea berry. Ah, who's a party? Who's a full ministry? You know, we have a way of religiously explaining what is not scriptural. Ah, who's a party? There's a better way to rest. You are better off resting after you have fulfilled your assignment. What assignment has a 10 year old to fulfill? Say, he preached to his classmates. In fact, that shows us that the boy had potentials to be a world renowned preacher. In as much as we, we, we sympathize with the so we such family, we don't establish a theology yes, sir. based around experience. He said, with long life will I, I will I will satisfy you. So if God is saying, I want to satisfy you, who are you to be saying, eh, only day anytime? It's not, I, somebody lift up your right hand and shout, I shall be satisfied. Come on, say with passion. Say, I shall be satisfied. Come on, scream and say, I shall be satisfied with long life. And he says, I will show him. I will give him a, a revelation of my Yeshua. Completeness. Wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Can you celebrate God over those, over Psalm 91? Come on, celebrate God over Psalm 91. I declare as the apostle over this commission, I speak not just over you, but over the multiple installations across this nation. I declare your destinies will not be compromised. Your life will not be compromised. Your life will not be cut short. Say, he shall give his angels charge over you. Did we miss that one? Think, to keep you in all your ways, lest you dash your food against a stone. You are kept, you are carried, you are helped and assisted. If you believe that, come on, give God a shout of praise. He said, you see that sits in what? In the secret place. Now sit. Sit. And sit well. You know, a new creation does not visit the secret place. It lives there. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, it says, we are seated in Christ. You are already seated there. That's where you, are. you belong there. So it's not like, oh, let us go into the secret place. No. That is your place of abode. That is your permanent, is your residential place. So when you think secret place, think about your address. I live in the secret place. And that's why we don't live in fear. In as much as we, as, uh, in as, much as we know that the enemy will strike, 
We know that we have been put, you know, there, 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 there are places in Israel under the law that were known as cities of refuge. And when you, once you get to the city of refuge, there's a special protection over your life. Under the law, one of the reasons why cities of refuge was constituted is to protect people that accidentally kill people. It was an accidental manslaughter. You end up killing somebody. They just tell you, run to what? A city of refuge. The number of cities of refuge all over Israel. And once you enter there, guess what? You cannot be touched again. Because normally speaking, I mean, your life should be taken just for taking a life. And that's a picture of Jesus in the New Testament. God is saying there will be dangers, there will be attacks. But guess what? He says the name of the Lord is a, is a strong tower. He said the righteous run into it. And what, what, what I want us to do in this season is to consciously activate a protection. Because the mere fact that God has promised protection does not mean protection will be experienced. Are you listening to me? Protection does not just happen because it was promised. Protection happens because somebody received it by faith. Every provision of grace must be actively received through faith. For by grace are you saved. True faith, there's a true of faith that makes what was promised to you by grace a reality. Are you following me? So we, and, and that's why I, I took my time to go over it for 15 minutes. I've done it multiple times already in Chicago. And it's my assignment when God gives me an instruction like that. I have a responsibility to make sure you are aligned. Because it will not just happen because it was written. It happens because it is received. Somebody said, why do bad things happen to Christians? Because not every time do we have Christians receiving the great promises that are theirs. And another thing you need to realize is that just because you were promised does not mean there will not be oppositions. In fact, inside every promise comes what? A giant. That's why the Bible calls you more than conquerors. There will be things you will need to conquer if you, need, if you are going to excel, if you are going to stand out, if you are going to be impactful. So it's very, very important. It's very, very important. It's quite important. So very briefly this morning, I'm going to get, get into my other assignments. In this final apostolic visit. Happy birthday, Pastor Tunde, by the way. Can we celebrate Pastor Tunde one more time? He looks like an Indian man getting married. By the way, there, was there a moment that people, should, people in leadership should wear white? Ah, Holy Ghost is sweet. You can ask my PA. I already had my clothes planned concerning what I was going to wear, a suit, everything. Great. And as I got to my house yesterday evening, I had the Lord say, don't wear that. Wear your white agbada. So when I came in and I saw everybody in white, I said, these people, they are not nice. So. <laughs> they passed the memo, and they, so I will, I'll now be the only one looking like, like a Christmas chicken in a suit. I forgive you, Sha. Forgive you. <laughs> you are sending memo and they exempted me. Why? Say because I don't live here. Don't do that again. Okay. So, this morning, I, I want to speak briefly on dominance. I call the things I'm going to be sharing with you secrets of dominance. Somebody say, why dominance? At the beginning of the year, the Lord spoke to me. He said, 
He said, this year, or late last year, he said, this year will be about your dominance. Okay, you didn't hear me. He said, this year, 2023, will be about your dominance. Yeah. Oh, who am I speaking to? Oh, it's you. All the way from Dallas. You came to collect it. It's you. I'm not kidding. I'm not messing around. I'm not just throwing words around. I'm not trying. I'm speaking prophetically. As, as I speak, I see the angels of the Lord going all around and causing things, moving things around to accommodate this the manifest. I said, this year is about your dominance. Amen. Somebody shout dominance. dominance. Come on, scream it one more time. Say dominance. So I'm speaking on secrets of what? Dominance. If God says, my people must dominate. There are things that his people must understand for this prophecy to be a reality. And that's what I want to share with you. Dominance is God's plan for you in this year. In spite of what is going on around our world, God says, I want to put you in a position of dominion. That has always been his plan from the beginning. Where man is concerned. Genesis chapter 1 verse 20 says, And God said, let them have dominion. Hey, I wonder what will ring a bell inside somebody. He made man and he said, let them have dominion. So man and dominance, they go together. Man was made and he said, let them have dominion. Don't allow the things you've been through in life, the background you came out of, or a bunch of experiences you have encountered and experienced to redefine your, 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 your prophecy. What God said at the beginning concerning Adam relates to you. He says, let them. Remember, there is them. And that them does not just mean Adam and Eve. It means everyone connected to human race, dominion was planned for him. Fine, we have kings. But guess what? You ought to be a king. We have kings that have crowns, that have, you know, jurisdiction. But you, you are a king. Now, don't you ever say, I am a king. Oh, you didn't shout it like you ought to shout. You say, like, I am a king. Because when you talk about dominion, the people that have dominion are what? Kings. No wonder the Bible calls him the king of kings. You are a king. Can you sit like a king? Can you sit as, cross your leg, I'm a king. Just assume the king in your village cross his legs. Kings are seated. You know, for kings to get things done, they don't need to run around. They just say, they decree a thing. Makasota. Hmm. They decree a thing. And the moment is said, forces come together to ensure what they have said is a reality. No wonder the Bible says, in the word of a king, there is power. His words are not empty. His words are weighty. Let them have dominion over the boats of the air, over the, the, you know, the fishes of the sea, over everything that creeps. Let them have dominion over all the heart. So dominion is God's plan for man. His dominion is God's plan for you. Romans chapter 5. Talking about the secrets of your dominance. Let me go to the first one. Revel your revelation of what Christ accomplished. Your revelation of what? What Christ accomplished. I'm going to start from there. Do you know the whole essence of Christ coming into our world, you know, becoming one of us and dying the death of the cross was to literally take man to his original status of dominion. Because the Bible says, says it all at the end of it. He said, we were made to sit together with him. Like a king. So when we're talking about dominion, 
it has its foundation in your revelation of the finished work of Christ. What am I trying to say? Don't live life like Jesus did it 99%. Live life like he did it 100%. Be so conscious. Jesus finished it. Jesus. Now, you know there's a way you can allow what you are dealing with, the situations of life you are faced with, you know, what is going on around you to form, to define, you know, your thinking. And you forget about what Jesus did. There might be a gap between what Jesus did and what you're experiencing now, but that does not make what Jesus did less. It's still the main thing that you must wear on your mind. Don't wear your present situation. Wear Jesus' Jesus's accomplishment. Lift up your two hands and shout, it is finished. Come on, screaming one more time. Say, it is finished. You know, in Matthew 28, 18, he declares, he says, all power, all authority in everyone and on earth has been given unto me to ensure your dominion is uncontested. Write it down. My dominion should be uncontested because Jesus said, all authority, all exousia in everyone and on earth have been given what? To him. And he made me his body. So when he says it was given to him, that means it was given to me. Because I'm his body on earth. Jesus is not just far above principalities and power and wicked spirits. I am above them. So, and all these are tied to your consciousness of the finished work of Christ. I wear what Jesus did, not what I'm going through. Stand up on your feet and shall we say, I wear, I wear what Jesus did for me and not my present predicament. What Jesus accomplished is my primary reality. If you believe that, come on, scream hallelujah. hallelujah. You must consciously wear what Jesus did, not what you are going through. What you are going through is temporary. What you are going through is in time. What Jesus accomplished was done for all eternity. It counts forever. Your present situation will soon disappear. Why wearing something that cannot last? He said, why we look not at what we see, for what we see are what? Temporal. Come, don't wear a temporary cloth. Wear your eternal garments. I, can, can you dress yourself one more time? Say, I am redeemed. Come on, shall we say, I am redeemed. Come on, shall we say, I am redeemed. Let me be seated. It's so important. We function from that place of revelation that Jesus did it all. I don't care the kind of pain you are in now. Don't wear that pain. Wear what he finished. Because if you wear the pain, the pain will finish you. No, you didn't hear me. If you wear the pain, the pain will what? Finish you. And listen, at every point in time, we all go through pain. The only thing is, some of us, we need to, we love to dress our pain. Say, ah, do you know what I'm going through? Ah, pastor. Hmm. Give me an handkerchief. I'm not trying to belittle what you are going through. But wearing what you are going through does not remove what you are going through. The question is, do you want to experience what was accomplished for you? Before you can experience it, you must wear it. There is a consciousness of the cross. Paul said, I determine not to know anything amongst you except Christ crucified. So redemption, the finished work of Christ, the substitutionary work of Christ on the cross is my primary reality. It's more real to me than what is going on in my life. And the moment you switch off from that reality is like you just set yourself up for attack of the enemy. And you know, we, we told you it's a season of serial attack. Just bang, 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 bang. Everywhere. He will hit you. Turn to him and say, neighbor, snap out of that funny dress. We are Christ. Come on, tell at least seven people, this is prophetic. Wake up, stand up and say, snap out of that. Come on, come on, we are Christ. 
snap out of that one. Whatever you've been wearing that does not look like what Jesus finished, snap out of it. That useless dress of pain. Snap out of it, snap out of it. I speak as a prophet of God. Everyone under the sound of my voice who is under one affliction or the other. I speak right now, there will be a separation from that pain in the name of Jesus. But there's a consciousness of what Jesus did that settles it. We function from that place. We rest in his accomplishment. You identify with his accomplishment. You make it personal. He died, I died. He resurrected, I resurrected. Guess what? He sat down and I sat down. When he ascended, guess what? I ascended with him. Hey, yeah. Don't you almost say, neighbor? Be not deceived. I'm seated in heaven. Is it not interesting? Your physical body is here, but your spirit is in heaven. Because as it is, so are we. Oh, you your body is there but your spirit is there and you are a spirit so you're already in heaven so we say we are going to heaven but really we're already in heaven it's our it's our hey, hey, kriala. it's our hey it's our soul that needs to catch up you're you are already in heaven i'm one with christ my oneness with christ is my reality not my pain. To dominate, you must go back to what he did. What he did is my reality. You must wear it, you must sing it, you must shout it. You must recite it. Because that's where your victory is. You want to dominate? And then go back to how he conquered for you. Sit down. So dominance is a function of what? What he did. His accomplishment is the basis of what? Your dominance. Romans chapter 5 verse 11. Verse, Romans chapter 5 verse 17. He said, if by one man's offense, death reign, much more, they which receive abundance of grace, and what? Of the gift of righteousness. He said, shall reign. Is that not dominion? He said, but listen, is the people, look at it very well. He says, those who receive, does your Bible say received or receive? Is it pastors? Those who what? A lot of times, a lot of, we call it those who received. No. It's those who receive. You must receive every day. The problem is some of us stop receiving. You must receive every day. Grace is what you draw every day. That's why it says abundance of grace. Because you will need a lot of it. It's when you stop receiving grace that you stop reigning. Trace it. Your dominion stops when you stop receiving grace. Your dominion stopped when you stopped receiving grace. And that's why Paul will write to different churches. And we start with grace be unto you. Grace be unto you. Because that is the only way out in this dispensation. Your labor, your effort cannot get you dominion. So you must receive grace. And that's why we cannot wear our effort. We cannot wear our hard work. Should we be hard working and apply ourselves? Yes. But guess what? We put grace feet. We put grace forward. That's the first, the first feet we put forward. If at all our work is productive, it's because it's foiled by grace. Rest does not mean inactivity. But rather it means spirit-directed activity. When we say we rest, it does not mean we sleep through the day. We don't do anything. Ah, you didn't go to work. Didn't you hear what pastor said? Say, I rest. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of arms. You will be, you will be visited by what? That's not rest. Rest means you are not dependent on you primarily. You are dependent on him. 
you function from that place of confidence in what has been done for you. Knowing fully well that everything you now do now will be fueled into productivity. But it takes somebody who wears Christ. It takes somebody who sees Jesus primarily. Some of us see our weakness. We see our inadequacies. We see the things we can't do. You know what? I'm, 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 I can't do this. I can't do this. Now, the question is, is it about you? About Christ. Lift up your two and say, I say, I see Christ. Clearly. I see him. All the time. What he did over 2,000 years ago is my reality in 2023. In Luke chapter 24, verse 25, those two disciples on the road to Emmaus, do you know what they said? When things about Christ were expounded to them. Luke 24, verse 32 to be precise. He said, did our hearts, Luke 24, 32, he said, did our hearts not born within us? There's a burning of heart when Jesus is the focus. And you need that burning of heart to dominate. So, your heart has stopped burning because you have stopped seeing Christ. You have been seeing Nigeria. You know, after Wednesday, quite a number of people came to me and said, Pastor, we needed that message. I don't know if you felt like that, those of you that are around on Wednesday. They said, we needed that message because Nigeria has been very, very depressing. And I can't lie to you. Focus, meditating on Nigeria we get you depressed. Very, very depressing. I mean, especially this particular regime. I gave them a nickname. You want to know, know their nickname? Punishment. So anytime I'm referring to them, I say, why, why how, did we dis- how did we get this punishment? Because it has been eight years of what? Punishment. Severe punishment, not just punishment. Maximum security punishment. I mean, it's like a bunch of fools are just making decisions for us. Things that can be prevented. In fact, at times, it's like trouble is sitting in one corner and we go and bring it and install it. People are already distressed and you now say, okay, what can we do to increase their stress? So, meditating on Nigeria will lead to what? Depression. Don't you ever say, meditate on Christ. It's my reality. I dominate. I say that dominate. Oh my God, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I dominate. I was going to share five things with you, but God says, stay on this. I dominate. Because that is your only way out. Go back to Christ. What he did did not exempt Nigeria. You know, by, by the virtue of the fact that I'm involved in the creative industry now, so I'm involved in helping creatives file and come over to the United States. You know, something happened recently which shocked me. Uh, Biden received an executive order. I mean, released an executive order in January that based on certain reasons going forward, most of those kind of visas, once it's approved in America, you will not need interview in U.S. Embassy. Is that not beautiful? And immediately, South Africa, almost every other country activated it. Guess what? The Nigerian U.S. Embassy wrote to Biden that we need an exemption. <laughs> I'm like... I'm serious. It's still on now. I'm like, exemption from, from, they say Nigeria is not yet ready for you. Ah, what kind of readiness do we need? I'm like, who did we, 
oh, did we, you know, I wouldn't have known about something like this if not for the fact that I'm involved in that industry. And I'm like, hey, hey. and actually, it covers student visa too. Student visa, religious visa, O1, P1, a bunch of visas. Biden released in January. Going forward, executive order, once it's approved in America, all you need to do is just take your passport to the embassy, U.S. embassy in your country, and they will stamp it. And, you, and they said, we cannot activate it in Nigeria. I'm like, talashe. Talashe. I mean, in all manner of theories were running through my head. Could it be that some of them are getting money? Or is it the Agbara of no? The power of saying no that is about to be taken from them? But I'm just trying. I'm just, I know some of you are like agitated. But our amazing country, in a normal country, is the Ministry of Internal Affairs that needs to take it up immediately. So, what kind of rubbish is that? If that's the way, close your embassy and get out, threaten them. I'm serious. Up to now, the internal affairs, they have not said anything. In fact, the reason why I know is because I'm involved in the industry. So I know the latest release. Okay, don't let us be distracted. Before another protest starts. But what I'm saying is that it's not that kind of exemption we need. Lift up your two hands and shout, I am exempted. From evil. Because I'm the redeemed. But the redeemed must wear Christ. It does not just happen because you come to church, because you are baptized. It happens because you receive abundance of grace and of what? The gift. It didn't say those who received. Those who receive continuous things. So there's a receiving of grace. Oh, ah, grace culture seven years ago will bless my life. Now listen. If it was the revelation I shared with you, October 4th, uh, 19 book borrow, 20 book borrow, that you are still living on. Even me, there are times I realize that I'm already sleeping back into works. And I have to say, mm -mm, Uncle, set you in grace. Can you stand, everybody? Stand on your feet. Say, I stand in the grace of God. The grace of God is my primary credential. The grace of God is my qualification. What was done for me in Christ Jesus is more real to me than what I'm doing. I anticipate dominance based on what Jesus did primarily. If you believe that, come on, release your praise. Are you following me this morning? So it's not just Dressing grace. Grace, you must drink it. You receive abundance of grace. Especially with all this race. You receive what? Abundance of grace. You receive it. You need to receive it. I receive it. I receive grace. I live by grace. I, wear in, I walk in the consciousness of the finished work. Nigeria did not get exemption from finished work of redemption. Sit down. We, I am not exempted. And listen to me. If God's plan for you will involve you moving to another country, it will be God. Not stress. Somebody shout amen. amen. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not the will of God for everybody to travel. I say, ah, no, I couldn't. It's not. It's not. Our people traveled outside of the will of God a lot. And that's why a lot of people are stressed. But they won't tell you. They'll be showing you if I find pictures. I've lived in America long enough to know that a lot of people that traveled are off. They might even have a lot of money, but their lives are upside down because the life of a man does not consist in the abundance of things. The blessing of the Lord maketh it rich and added no sorrow. What kind of rich are you having full of sorrow? Marriage is messed up. Home is messed up. Wife is angry. Children are not sure of their gender. <laughs> You're only sending us pictures of big, big house. What about the problems? You are not sending us the picture. 
The system works there. Of course, I won't lie to you. I mean, the systems are more reliable. But guess what? If God speaks to Isaac, says stay in the land. There are people that God will still speak to in this season. As messed up as the system is, stay in that land and I will prosper you there. How many of you believe that? And if God has planned for you for an, in another nation, he will reveal it. I receive abundance of grace. 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 And of the gift of righteousness. You know what that, sub, I mean, verse 17 is, is things, things is a please for you to reign. It's not going to be about you. Look at the combination. Abundance of grace. That's unmerited favor based on what Jesus did. And of the gift of righteousness. Imparted rightness. The ability to stand before God without any sense of guilt or condemnation. Not because of what you've done, but simply because of what Jesus did for you. He said, it's that combination that will now position you to reign. Interesting of that Life, when he says reign in life, that life is not talking about physical life. The word life there is actually Zoe, God kind of life. So your reign is beyond this level. Rise up, I'm closing. Your reign is another level. You're on earth, but you are reigning with the God kind of life. So you literally impose a supernatural life of God over the natural life. So, in fact, the reason why you reign is because you are not operating at the level of natural life. You have ascended to a higher life. Hey, you reign with higher life. You reign with higher life. Somebody say, I reign with higher life. But guess what? It takes a revelation of the grace of God, the abundance of God's grace, which is available, and the fact that you, have gift, you are gifted in righteousness because of what Jesus did. It takes a combination of both. To release that higher life over this life. As messed up as Nigeria is. Guess what? That life will make the difference for you. Somebody shout, I have a higher life. A life that does not submit to a low life. But a life that dominates everywhere. Come on, did you hear something powerful this morning? That is how we reign. We receive, we receive. So we're so conscious of God's grace. Lord, I receive your grace today. You keep my going out and my coming in. You keep me in all my ways. Because of what you did on the cross of Calvary, 2023 is a blessed year. Doors are opening for me everywhere. As messed up as this nation is, I declare my doors will not be closed. Somebody shout, my doors will not be closed. My opportunities will not be closed. The Lord will have me say this. Say the reason why a bunch of you cannot receive effectively is because you have been framed by Nigeria. You have allowed what is happening in Nigeria to occupy your mind so much that you cannot see opportunity. You know there's a way you can literally talk out yourself out of Nigeria. You just conclude. He said, like somebody was telling me, he said, the moment Buhari became the president, I shut down. And I started making plans to get out of Nigeria. I kept quiet. Do you know the reason why I kept quiet? I kept quiet because as logical as he was trying to sound, I saw foolishness in what he was saying. So I said, it was Buari's victory that shut you down. No. I'm not proud of what is happening in our nation. We deserve a better, I mean, I'm serious. Nigeria deserves to be ruled by smart people, not this dance. I'm serious. I'll say it publicly anywhere, even in front of Asso Rock. We have never been ruled by a set of fools like this before. Literally, every policy has set us back. want to stop corruption and you kill the economy 
Don't let me go into that. This is not a political meeting. So I'm saying all this so that you will know that it's not like I can't feel your pain. But if I stop preaching the gospel because of your pain, then I don't know what I'm doing. Because you are still the light of this dark nation. Are you listening to me? And God is saying, I still need my salt air. I still need my light air. I still need the people through whom I can make a statement that in the most messed up system, God can still release his dominance. I will say this as I pray for you. Your dominance is tied to the discovery of your location. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, before I formed you, I knew you. Before you came out of your mother's womb, I set you apart. I allocated you for something. Your allocation is to be a prophet. Ladies and gentlemen, dominance, the reason why a lot of people cannot experience the dominance that God has for them, in spite of the fact that redemption guarantees it, is the fact that they don't know their placement. No, there are different mountains. You know, Caleb said in Joshua chapter 14, he said, give me my mountain. He didn't say, give me the mountain of Joshua. He said, give me my own mountain. So when we're saying dominance, there must be that mountain that you know is yours by revelation. He said, it was God that spoke through Moses and said, this is your own allocation. And guess what? I've been around for 45 years after that statement was made. And I've not given up. Because I know God promised me. And that's why my strength has not diminished. God is saying, it's high time you come to that place by revelation. Rather than running around with everybody. I said, Lord, what is my location? Lift up your two hands and just pray that prayer for him for a few seconds. Say, Lord, what is my location? What have you called me to occupy, to take over, to dominate? Because your effective, effective dominance is going to be in that place of allocation. What mountain, what field, what industry? I speak as a prophet of God after this service. There will be people that we have that testimony. That my eyes opened and I saw something that I've never seen before. Because one of the reasons why people are not dominating is because they are not in their allocated space. There's something about your allocated space. Now listen. I preach the gospel to the nations. I proudly walk through every nation in immigration and tell them I'm a preacher, I'm this. I mean, I'm a pharmacist by training. That's what my certificate says. A certificate I've had for well over 25 years. But that certificate is not as important as my allocation. So I put my allocation. Some of you, your allocation might be one particular, I mean, something totally different from what you studied in school. But you are trying so hard to practice what you studied. I pray today that the highest of your understanding will be open to see your location. Thank God for education. Education keeps our mind informed. But you should not be restricted to the courses and the classes you took. In fact, what God reveals to you must have preeminence over your course. Because at the end of the day, is what he has revealed to you that gives you a path in dominance. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice in this recharge. 2023 will be a different year. Yeah. That person that needs to walk into your life to open your eyes to something new which is connected to your location. I declare that person will walk into your life. Yeah. I stand in the authority of Jesus. In the midst of suffering, you will excel. Yeah. Say after me, say, I know my location by revelation. So we have established that there's a grace for dominance. But that grace works effectively when you find your location. There's an allocation from heaven for your life. Caleb said, give me my mountain. That's my location. That's my location. 
I pray for you in the name of Jesus. This season, your location will be so clear to you. I said this season, your location will be so clear to you. Oh, I pray again from my heart. I say your location will be so clear to you. You will not run someone else's race. You will not exert yourself in another man's field. You will find your fields. Do you believe that? Are you excited? Then lastly, let's practice what I taught you on Wednesday. Listen. If there's any nation that needs joy, it's Nigeria. Count it joy, joy when you fall into what? And it's diverse. Our temptation is what? But guess what? We are not the one being tried though. What is being tried? Don't you say it's your faith that is being tried. But if you fuel your faith with joy or by joy, your faith will not fail. And there's something else that needs your joy. Patience. Because the application, in fact, when you apply joy to faith, the trying of your faith, you will end up with what? Patience. Can you do me a favor? Can you just rejoice regardless of your pain, physical pain, issues going on? Can you just rejoice? Can, can you just rejoice? I said, can you rejoice in the Lord? I promised you seven day meeting rights. I've not forgiven. I've, I've not forgotten. Uh, I, I just want your election to pass. Even I was discouraged from coming for this trip by people by saying, no way, I, we have to come. What of the people living here? If everybody leaves, then we will come. But after the election, after things are well settled, I will be back by God's grace. In fact, as I climbed up this morning, I kept on seeing that image that we need to do it. And we will do it, I promise you. I promise you. Seven day. Seven day, back to back. We will do it before the end of 2023. I'm not very looking forward to that. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be, that will be a recharge week. A research week, so we do that. Have you been blessed so far? Yes, Come on, have you been blessed so far? Yes, Are you ready for your next level? Yes, Is dominance your reality? Yes, Are you sure God will protect you? Yes, Are you sure there's enough grace to take care of the mess in Nigeria? Yes, Are you sure your faith will not fail? Yes, Why? Why will your faith not fail? Because you have joy. So I just gave you a, a, a major revelation on this trip. For as long as your joy does not stop, your faith cannot fail. So we have faith failure when joy ceases. That's why the Bible says the joy of the Lord is what your Abraham Stagger not at the promise of God, but was what? Strong in giving glory to God. Don't you never say, I rejoice, I rejoice. All, the time. all the time. You know, I was talking to somebody about Nigeria yesterday, and I was getting angry. And I remember what God told us. He said, rejoice over Nigeria. Election is this Saturday. And I know some evils are being plotted. But I've got news for you. Why the eating rage and the people imagine the vain thing? The kings of the heart set themselves against the Lord and his anointed. Let us cast their cords and break their bands. But he that sits in heaven shall laugh. Can you join God in laughing over Nigeria? We raise a laughter over Nigeria. I said we raise a laughter. I said we raise
laughter. We raise a laughter over Nigeria. We raise a what? Turn to your name and say, we raise a laughter over Nigeria. Nigeria is the Lord and we believe his plans for us will be executed. If you believe that, come on, shout hallelujah. Whatever is being plotted, whatever is what? You know, I was talking to one of the people that look up to me who is a politician, who is contesting for us of rep yesterday. So, I said, how is it going? He said, Pastor, it's not easy. He said, and I said, I understand. Because even last week, I wanted to, I wanted to send one million to his campaign. The app will not work. Three times, first time, second time, third time. He said, Has that happened to some of us in the last week? It was just bouncing back. So I said, even me that I love you, I want to send money to you. But it can't work. He said, Pastor, I understand. But I now said something. I said, all things work together for your good. After all, you did not have their money. Uh, it's them that want to spend a lot of money. Uh, they will suffer more than you now. So I, I told him, I said, don't, don't bother yourself. It will work together for your good. Because their money people now, they have their old money. It's useless. It will work together for our good. So we believe God's best results over Nigeria. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.